And we are back. This is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez, and this is the Art of Health podcast. So, subject at hand for tonight, for this evening. Uh, This is podcast number three I've recorded, actually, but I think I'll be uploading this one first. To get to it, let's just get to it. I was asked a question by a friend of a friend of mine, uh, Murad, and he was curious as to how he can overcome writer's block or what are ways to overcome writer's block. So, what do we call this podcast? Let's call it, let's call it writer's block podcast. How do you overcome writer's block? How do you generate ideas? And this is a good question. Obviously, this is not a necessarily about health health directly, but thinking creatively is something that keeps your brain functioning and fresh and up to date, <laughs> if you want to say it that way, as you age and throughout your life. Being able to think creatively enables you to learn faster, so it is about health. So how do you stay creative? How do you get over writer's block? If you're someone that is creating content for people, whether it be for your website, for your business, for obviously your professional responsibilities. How do you do that? Not everyone is a writer by trade, but everyone, generally speaking, if you're in a position of either authority or direction or leadership with your career, with your profession, you need to be able to write. What do you do? How do you do? So myself, I have a number of things that I employ on a daily basis to keep my writing muscle, so to speak, to keep my idea muscle working and strong all the time. I know I've recommended it in the past, but James Altucher's 10 Ideas a Day, he talks about the necessity of keeping your creative mind working all the time. I cannot recommend that enough to people. So if nothing else, before I go any further, if you were to only do one thing to get yourself to write, write down 10 creative, fresh ideas a day about whatever you want, and do that every day. So proceeding from there, let's let's let's. So we said that that's my you know numero uno recommendation. Moving on from there though, how do you create targeted content? How do you create things to write about? How do, how do you create content to write about if you are in a niche? If you're writing for a particular subject. So what I'm about to lay out to you, these are, if I was to count them off, these are the seven principles I use to keep things going all the time. So by now, I'm assuming most of you who are listening are familiar with the fact that my I have an email list. I email my list three times a day. I also publish articles week, weekly on the website. I also create podcasts weekly. So how do I keep the content going? There's seven ways. So I would say write these down as I'm about to look at them. The, the first way that I deliver stuff all the time in regards to writing, in regards to just coming up with subjects, is immediacy. So, and that, that's not what it sounds like. Immediacy means I sit down and I quite literally simply just look at my environment, what I got on my desk. I look at my notebook, things I wrote down. I look at my emails. And I just see if I, there's anything that's immediately in front of me that gives me an idea. Literally, that's it. So I deal with a lot of clients. I deal with a lot of email volume. So at any given time, I can open up my email list, open up my messages, and I can find things and find questions that people have asked and there's probably a subject in there to talk about. And you don't have to just apply this to your immediate meeting environment. You can do this with your, you know, let's say with your, with your social life. 
if you're someone where you're a creative non you're a creative fiction writer or you know a, a nonfiction fiction writer, what's something that's relevant that you could speak to that's going on within your social circle, within your family, within your friends, within the world, whichever sphere of the world that you occupy. For myself, it's fitness and health. I get questions every day that I, I could probably readily, if I you know, had superpowers to write 20,000 words a day, I could sit down in the morning at 8 a.m. and write until midnight, and I would not run out of questions to answer. So immediacy, what, what's immediately in front of you that you can speak to? And then beyond that, so you have immediacy, the second thing being make something personal. So personalization. Now, I'm a personal trainer. I learned as a trainer, I've worked with clients now for eight years, in person, face-to-face, one-on-one. If you're going to make something relevant to somebody, you have to make it personal. You have to make it personal. And that applies to any kind of information. So I could write an article about fasting, how to fast, basic fasting, that's, that's, that sounds boring. Now, maybe you're interested in fasting, but basic fasting sounds boring. If I just say, here's what you need to do to fast. Or I could take that and I could say, how to fast if you're an absolute beginner. How to fast if you know nothing about it. How to start fasting when you, when you don't know what to do. What did I do? What did I do with, with that? All I did was this, I, I addressed it to you. I made it personal. So I could write an article, again, this... this Rant, you know, ramble on with subjects. Um, you know, I, so I re- received questions tonight about a guy that he has, you know, man boobs, moobs. I could write an article, how to lose fat off your chest. Maybe relevant to you, but that's not that exciting. I could write another article or an email, how to overcome embarrassment when you have bitch tits. Now that's going to hit you hard if you are suffering from that. How to solve, how to train to lose body fat to your bitch tips, bitch tits. I can get rid of that. You know, I can, I can play around that. What's, what's something that's concise. What do you do when you have bitch tits? How do you eat when you have bitch tits? Is there a way to diet to get rid of bitch tits? All those, that's four or five emails right there. Four or five solid articles. That's four or five podcasts. I did a podcast about gynecomastia is the proper term um, a few weeks ago, but those are all solid subjects that people are going to want to learn, read about. And that's something that it's going to be helpful to somebody. That's going to add some value. I'm just taking information, I'm taking what I know, and I'm personalizing it. I'm addressing it to a crowd, to a, a niche within a niche. So personalization, number two. Number three, interpret something for somebody. So I deal with information. I talk about health, I talk about fitness, I try to break things down for people in general, understandable, plain speaking language that you understand, you understand on a low level and a high level, and you can apply it to your life. What am I doing for you? I'm acting as an information cipher. I could talk about things. I can make it very complicated. I could talk about, I could go deep on this subject right now and talk about the psychology of overcoming writer's block and talk about, you know, these different aspects of people, you know, they want immediacy and we want personalization. We want to turn for interpretation because it appeals to these particular mechanisms with how we think. I could get into all that, but I might lose some of you. And the real question is, you just need to use these things to be able to produce content and write. So if I tell you, look around your environment and pick subjects, look around something and address it to somebody, look around something and make it personal for somebody and make it or make it understandable. I'm, I've taken things that, yes, I could, they could be complicated in certain instances and situations. They are extremely nuanced by making it relevant. I'm interpreting it for you. I'm interpreting it in such a way that you can use it. 
because obviously you could, you, know, you, don't, you don't have to listen to this podcast. You could type in online, Google, how to write, how to get rid of writer's block. You have to come with a bunch of answers, but they're not addressed to you. This is for you. So you have interpretation. That's number three. Immediacy, personalization, interpretation. Take something and make it learnable, somebody. How else can you overcome writer's block? This is one which is a heavier one, but as you could say, I've heard it called embodiment. So this would be what, number four? Speak from the heart about yourself. Now, what does that do? If, you're, if I'm telling you, you know, speak from the heart, write from the heart. Write about something that you would normally not write about. Write about something that you'd be scared to write. Write about something that's a personal experience that means something to you. Oftentimes, in I mean, any field where you have to work with people, there's a, you know, I see this a lot with training. I've seen this with physicians as well. I've had, I've had this conversation with doctors. I've had this conversation with psychiatrists, psychologists. I've had this conversation with everyone, anyone that works with people in the service field. There's reluctance to share your story with somebody or share yourself because you're either, either you're afraid of being judged or you just think that's not worthwhile to somebody. And it is. It absolutely is. One of the things I learned very early on in my training career is that people, my clients, they'd want to identify with me. So I'd be asking about themselves, but they'd want me to share about myself. It's no different than getting to know somebody if you're, you know, if you're dating. You're trying to get to know a girl or a guy. You know, you're, you're a guy with game. I'm, I'm a guy, so I'll, I'll use my, you know, my personal example. I'm trying to get, know, get to know a female. How do you get to know somebody? You have to share about yourself. So if you're trying to build a report with an audience, now it doesn't mean you have to bear your soul, per se, and share your deepest, darkest secret, or you could, you could if you want to, but you have to make things personal. They have, they have to know that you are a real person. You can't just be somebody that just speaks and is, is, puts up a wall anytime someone wants to know who you are. People, if people are coming to you for information, and let's say if, if four is to be from the heart, then five would be trust. If people are coming to you information and you want to create trust, well, how do you create trust? You can't have trust without intimacy. You can't have trust without connection. So, you know, that's four, you know, four speak from the heart. Five, trust. If you have an audience that trusts you, if you have an audience where you have built that connectivity, that connection with them, where they feel like this person is speaking to me and they're doing this for me and they know me in some some sensibility, use that. Don't exploit it. I'm not telling you to exploit it, but use that. I get again. I get like because I've been doing this now. I, I would say successfully, I get lots of questions from people, and they're personal questions. I don't share their details per se, but. You know, like this question that Marada asked me. This was a personal question. How do you overcome writer's block? I'm talking about this right now. I'm making this podcast, I could say, just for him, but I'm doing it for everybody that suffers from this. I'm trying to help you guys because I believe, hopefully, that you trust me and that this is genuine information. Because, again, I, I, could, I always try to you know, create that compare contrast. I could sit in here and just read a list of things. To overcome writer's block, think of ideas. No shit. To overcome writer's block... Look at your environment for inspiration. To overcome writer's block, make things personal to people. To overcome writer's block, be honest. Well, no kidding. Like, you know, again, no fucking shit. Like, that, doesn't, that does nothing for you. But on paper, that would look good. On paper, that would look good. But if that's all it is, does that really, really contribute to what you're trying to overcome? No, not really. I have to package, present this, and tell a story with the information I'm trying to you know, relay and, and turn into knowledge. 
It takes trust to have knowledge. You can't have knowledge without trust. So, overcoming Greyer's block further. So th- this is kind of, you know, speaking to Spiegel to write in the first place now that I move, you know, sort of move through this list in my head. Overcoming Greyer's block further. How should I say? Accessibility. So this would be what? Number six? Accessibility. So make something accessible to people that normally they'd never know about. Now, if you're now, this is something that you could almost think of like from a reporting standpoint, at least good reporting, not you know, modern reporting so much, but good reporting. What does a good reporter do? They take a story, they take something that you never know about, and they bring it to light. They tell it to you. How do I make subjects interesting to people in my realm? So, I read a study today about glycemic index and individual response based upon um, ethnographic background. That's very, that sounds technical, but I'm going to tell a story with that email that I said. I'm going to describe how people's background, their upbringing, and their life influences their relationship with food. I'm going to describe maybe the struggles that they've gone through or not gone through. And I'm going to tell them that, yes, there are some signs to this. I'm going to make that accessible to them and interesting. So what am I doing with that? I'm interpreting it. I'm personalizing it. I'm making it accessible. They're going to, you know, that will build trust in that aspect that's something that I immediately saw today. It came up in my feed. I'm interpreting it for them. I'm doing a lot with that information. Or I could do it the wrong way and just send out an email saying, hey, here's a study. Did you know that if you're, you know, let's say, uh, you know, mestizo American, you're more likely to get diabetes? Wow, that was so helpful. Thank you so much for that email. I'm so glad I sent it for your list three times a day. No, that, help, that doesn't help anybody because it's generalistic, boring information. It's boring. If you want to make something accessible to people and personalize it, you have to make it exciting. It goes back to the narrative process. What is communication? Why, do pe- why are we able to communicate with each other in the first place? Because it's a story. Because human beings learn through imagery. We learn through narratives. We learn through continuums. Of, of we learn through continuums and sequences of events that take place. If you take things out of context, you take things with no story, and you just throw them at people, it's never going to mean anything at all. So let's see, that was a, what six things, six ways you can create subjects to overcome writer's block. Other things that people struggle with, though, there are other things beyond that. So obviously I told you, you know, get, get it, you know, get it. I, gave, I just gave you a bunch of ways to think of ideas. But what if, what if you're reluctant to write? What if you're scared to write? What if you're hesitant to write? There are things you have to overcome within yourself. One of those being self-judgment. Now, I've heard people argue against this. I've heard people argue for this. This is, this is my take on it. If you are going to be a writer and you're going to be any degree of successful at it, you have to learn to write without ego. Meaning you cannot hold yourself to a high standard with everything that you write. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have personal standards of wanting to improve. I have a personal standard where I want my writing to improve all the time. But on any given day, I do not worry about whether what I wrote that day was great or good or bad or terrible. I trust in the process of continuously writing that I will improve with time. But on that day-to-day basis, I don't care if what I wrote was good. I don't care if what I wrote was mediocre. I don't care if what I wrote was amazing. I've learned over time with writing that, you know, compared to when I started in the beginning to now, I realize that you can't get attached to the quality of your work because 
you really don't know if it's good or bad until you put it out to the public eye. You don't. I don't assess my writing by my own standards in that sensibility, simply because I know that they're not that accurate. They're, they, they are subjective. Oftentimes with writing, you know, for anyone that's listening to this where it's like, fuck, writer's block, I just, I, I don't want to write, I don't know if it's good, you have to overcome that. I tell that even for people that aren't writers, we are, I talk about the daily writing practice or keep, of keeping the journal for everybody that got that email. You write down your priorities. Who, who cares if what you wrote was good? Who cares if it was bad? Who cares if, it's, if it seems unimportant? Not everything, not everything you write has to be deep and everything you write has to be profound. The irony to my best pieces of writing is that I didn't think they were very good. I have had multiple, multiple articles go viral online. And you know, and for maybe for some of you, you're rolling your eyes, oh, who gives a shit? Like, you know, in, in my mind, that's a big deal. I've, I've had articles that literally hundreds of thousands of people read. Were those articles, when I wrote them, I didn't think they were that great. The majority of them, I wrote them in literally like a rage of 30, 40 minutes of just pounding out a subject real fast and like, you know, hitting a flow state. You know, hitting the flow state doesn't mean you produce good work. It just means that you work. I, you know, I hit a flow state, I bang out an article, Eh, I, I think this is good. I never, I didn't even edit it, and I sent it in, hoping, you know, thinking in my head, eh, maybe someone will like it, and it gets released. And first day, oh wow, this got ten thousand page views. Second day, you know, one hundred fifty thousand page views. Third day, oh wow, it went, it went viral overnight. It got shared on eight different websites. Wow, I had no idea. I wrote that in thirty-five minutes. If you had asked me when I hit the last key, hey, do you think this is going to be an incredible piece of writing that resonates with people? No. Not really, but it does, but it did. I've had the same thing happen with emails. I've written highly detailed emails that I think in my head, oh, this is going to be super helpful to people. Send. People open, no response. I've sent emails that are short, nothingness, wrote them in the car, driving, you know, to go somewhere, you know, in between stoplights, just kind of had a idea, This, you know, sitting in my car, looking around at me, noticing my notebook had fallen on the floor, wrote an email, Get a flood of responses back. Wow, this is great. This is one of the best things I've read. Wow, I read, I'm going I'm to I'm print this out and save it. I'm going to go do this right now. Thank you for sharing this. You, you, know, you articulated what I'm trying to tell myself for five years. Wow, I, who knew? Who knew? If you're a writer and you're writing for the public eye, if you're, no, if you're a writer and you're writing for the public readership, you write for them. You write for yourself, but you write for them. You write for an audience. In that sensibility, it's like dance. It's like being a performer. What's a good performance? What's a bad performance? The audience will tell you. So if you're trying to overcome writer's block, detach your ego from the subjective assessment of your work. Get better through practice. Don't get better through trying to be perfect. The former, you can keep doing forever. The latter, it will stop you each and every time because you can't step outside of your own head. So, I will end this podcast there since I don't want to keep going on. I think we've covered enough. As I often, um, as I always say, thank you everybody for that's left an iTunes review. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. If you really enjoy the podcast, support on Patreon. And I believe the web. Then I know the website is pretty much done. The new website, so check it out. Still the same thing, Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez dot com. And I'll talk to you guys again. Good luck.